Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rogue Wave podcast, the frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook.com slash Rogue Wave podcast. Download our podcast immediately following this live stream on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, uh, soon on Amazon and Audible too, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can get a podcast, we are on it. Uh, we are part of the Rogue Matter Podcast Network, a new digital content platform providing programming and entertainment that shatters boundaries and colors outside the lines. Our official launch is coming in October, uh, but our listeners can in the ground floor. Go to roguematter.com, enter your email for exclusive access to our beta site before anyone else gets to see it. Join the movement. Go Rogue, roguematter.com. And also check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash roguematter. Hit the subscribe button. Um, it's a, it's an awesome site. We've got a whole bunch of shows on there. We've got the button smash podcast, which is all about video games and pop culture. We're the comic book movie and pop culture show. And we've got more shows uh, about to be launched as well too, in the coming months. As soon as we do our big release, uh, it's coming middle of October. So pretty excited tonight. Mandalorian is back and we review their first trailer. We pitted against the Dune trailer and we're reviewing the tenant movie. Christopher Nolan's newest masterpiece question mark mm, did that on purpose i am your host michael dolce joined as always by my cohort in crime mr hassan godwin how you doing sir you are masked up and ready to go yeah let me, let's let's do let's do this let's just get oh, i love this. it i love it uh right before we do please check out the plan 59 kickstarter we are like 50 bucks away from crossing and getting completely funded and we can start kicking off our amazing um stretch goals We've got a, a backup story from Big Dog Inc.'s Tom Hutchinson. We've got a hollow foil cover. We've got digital deluxe for everyone. Uh, go check it out. Uh, you can go to sirestudiosinc.com slash Kickstarter, and it'll take you right to the Plan 59 page. Or just search Plan 59 on Kickstarter, and you'll find our uh, project. And coming October 1st, we'll have our very first Rogue Matter Kickstarter launching. It's uh, actually one of my books. Um, it's called The Time Trader. Uh, it's, it's an awesome book. We actually had kickstarted the first issue under a different title many, many years ago. Uh, Rogue Matter has picked it up and will be launching on Kickstarter books one and two of Time Trader October 1st. So just tons of 
stuff happening in the Rogue universe, which I'm so excited about. And, uh, and that's it. All right. Let's get into it. All the rage in the pop culture world. We call this segment Rogue Rage. Paul Rudd's Ant-Man 3 casts Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. You might know him from uh, Lovecraft Country, HBO. Um, and it sees his character face off against... Um, oh, he's in the HP Lovecraft... Um, sorry. Um, show on HBO called Lovecraft Country. Uh, facing off against horrific racism in the 50s. Now he will be the villain in Paul Rudd's Ant-Man 3. Michael Douglas had previously teased the news about the sequel would arrive soon, that news would arrive soon, but the casting news isn't what fans was expecting at all. The big thing about Kang the Conqueror that everyone kind of talked about online is the fact that it's going to tie into a Young Avengers movie. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Young Avengers was a book that came out in the, um, in the uh, what was it, early 2000s. Um, and I'm trying to figure out who who's the writer on that. He was a, he was the um, he was one of the writers in the OC, and he was pretty good. But it was a really good, really good book. Let me see, Young Avengers creator is what I'm typing in. Uh, did you read Young Avengers? Alan no. Heinberg. That's it. Alan Heinberg and Jim Chang. Those that was uh, it was a book yeah, that Jim came out. Jim Chang's art is really it, oh, it's it's lovely. unbelievable, right? Yeah. Um, he started off on uh, Scion. Yes, cross-gen universe. Cross-gen, yeah. And then that was one of his first books when he came over to Marvel. It was April 2005, and it features the Hulkling and young Thor. It was actually also one of the first books to kind of feature an LGBTQ uh, protagonist as well as a relationship, um, you know, in the in the books. But that was before social media, so it was actually kind of a really big deal. And it was uh, it was before gay marriage was legalized too, so it was also controversial at the time. Um, Cassie, Kang, uh, Cassie Lang is part of the Young Avengers. Yep. Well, that's and that's I think what people are kind of saying, like how it's going to kind of tie into, um, you know, the fact that and I think what is it, uh, Hawk Girl is in it too. So yeah. you know, or young, you know, young Hawkeye, whatever, however you want to you want to phrase it. Um, so so that's another, you know, another reason why they think it's going to tie in pretty pretty nicely. Were you did you read that book back then? No, I just told you I never. Never I never read it. it, but I know about it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good then. That's good. It's good to it's good to know about stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, in other news, Patrol season three announced exclusively for HBO Max. So this is actually pretty cool. Um, early today, the third season of the world's weirdest superheroes was officially announced. This was at DC Fandom. Uh, Jim Lee revealed it last month. It's going to be streaming exclusively on HBO Max. So basically, it's bye bye. Uh, DC universe, right? Like that's it. We're, we're, we're basically that, 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 yes. um, that streaming platform. Is yeah. That's done. done. Yeah. It's, so it's, is uh, CBS all access. That's done now too. It's now paramount plus. That's going to be coming out. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Look at you. See, to... I, I, I like breaking news to you on the show. I think that, I think that makes me, that makes me feel good about me. Um, and it question, makes me question why you're my co-host. If you don't, if you don't know these things, I'm, I'm... I question why I'm your co-host <laughs> quite often. As a matter of fact, so you you, you question for completely different reasons. I think so, but I mean, look, the the bottom line is solidarity, right? So mm. you know, the fact that we're both questioning is is the is the point. Um, also, G five. Jim Lee just said G five is dead. Yeah. What's G five? Um, <laughs> 
Oh, that was that big DC. Not yes. G5. What's it? Um, 5G. 5G. G5. They called it 5 I thought it was 5G. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's, it's 5G. Yeah. All right. See, I knew what you were talking about. I just didn't I don't, know what you I were talking about. I don't believe you did. <laughs> well, yes, when you, when you say it incorrectly, I, it's like, hey, did you hear about this thing that I'm going to tell you uh, the wrong name for? No, I haven't. How could you not have heard about it? Because that's not what it's called. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like some video game conference, like G5's got kids. Oh, no, not G5. Um, yeah, 5G was a big... Uh, that was it, you know what like I'm just saying, dude. Like as often as you screw things up, you you got nothing on me. <laughs> I put your names on purpose. That's what I'm talking about. I read things incorrectly. That's what I'm uh, talking sometimes about. though. I I read things that are just very poorly written, and as I'm reading them out loud, I go, "Boy, that was really." That's, that's why you should prepare before you come to class, young I, Look, we're in a new studio. Look at look at the new studio. This is fantastic. Looking out on the sky. It's really dark in here. we're socially distanced it's it's great we are really socially distanced um more dc news gail gadot's wonder woman 1984 officially delayed to christmas by the way that is gadot i am i am actually pronouncing her name correctly to all you haters out there yeah no that yeah just saying uh it's heard it i've heard it uh pronounced gadot so i mean yes they are pronouncing it incorrectly it is uh she she went on record and said it's gadot when i looked it up Godot sounds better. I I agree, actually. Like you should, like she should just change. Tell her, her name. tell her she's got her name wrong. That's well, all. She does. She absolutely does. She needs to. She needs to. Um, she needs to realize that that's not you know how you're supposed to pronounce her name if it's going to sound good. I mean, that's like everybody insisting that my last name is Goodwin. You know, so that would just I mean, be easier. You know, you should you should be like Bill Goodwin. <laughs> like if you were just Bill Goodman. Bill Goodwin. So much easier. It's easier for whom? Or Bob Goodwin? Why would I want to be a Bob? <laughs> You're not a Bob, actually. I've met many, <laughs> many people that should be named Bob. You, you are not. You are not someone who should be named Bob. Why would? Okay. Why would Goodwin be better than Godwin? Why would that be easier? Excuse me. Why would that be? Why would <laughs> you consider see that Godwin easier? in print? Your natural inclination. It's one of those like things where it just plays a trick on your eyes, and you just assume it's Goodwin. Because That's because you're not. You, you, you're not using your reading comprehension. You know, hmm. you're reading assumptively you, instead of. You, but your name is is one of those things. Have you ever you ever written um, an essay or a, a term paper or anything, and you use the same word twice in a row, um, and, and then when you read it back to yourself, you don't notice that you've actually set you know written the same word twice in a row. That's like an optical illusion. It just for some reason your eyes play trick, tricks on you. So yeah, I think my I'm name still... is an optical illusion. That's what yes. you're saying. Absolutely, yes. Yes, I think I think so. What what? So my son calls you Hosan, and I've, I've that's t- the first name. I'm uh, we're talking about the last name. The last no, no, name I know, I know. I'm, I'm over the last name already. Uh, my son, my son, calls you Hosan, and I've told him I've told him numerous times. Now he's four years old, so I, I like he, he gets a pass. I'm like, no, it's Hassan. He goes, why is why are you talking to Hosan? <laughs> so, but it's cute when he says it. So. You know, it works out pretty good. Uh, it's getting delayed. Wonder Woman 1984 will be delayed to Christmas time. Uh, it's disappointing but understandable, given the pandemic is still continuing to cause havoc. The studio is clearly worried about how Blockbuster will perform. 
And since the release of Wonder Woman 1984 would overlap with Christopher Nolan's Tenet, it's likely the studio wants to let the science fiction epic make as much as it can at the box office without much competition. So it's actually does not want to compete against its own studio, you know? Yeah, and it's kind of getting hurt by the whole. Yeah, and we'll do our review of Tenet later, but talking about the box office, it's doing well internationally. Domestically, it's just not because of two factors. One, people are, you know, a little more hesitant to go to the movies. And two, in many places like Los Angeles and New York, the movies aren't actually opened. Uh, I did read that Tenet's going to be uh, shown on drive-in, you know, theaters and things like that in New York and Los Angeles. So that's so it, it will be more accessible. I think Tenet is going to be one of those movies that I feel like they're just going to keep it in the theater, or they're going to re-release it in the theater, and it's going to help the box office. Now, it's not going to help it to the point where it would, you know, it's going to make what it would have made. And it's definitely a movie you got to see in the, on the big screen, I think, right? I mean, I think, I think that's your take before we, you know, get into the review or we'll, we'll you know, say that, you know, when, when we I mean, see- it would help if you were surrounded by other people, you could ask questions. That's <laughs> <laughs> very, that's a good point. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but just uh, visually, some of the special effects and some of the stuff, you know, it helps yeah, it's to very see pretty. It in, in a theater. So I understand why he wanted it to be in theaters. Uh, the funny part is you look at something like New Mutants that, you know, comparatively speaking, is making not even close to what Tenant is making, at least, you know, internationally. Um, Tenant is doing well for the pandemic, right? I, I, I think it's, in my mind, right, this is my opinion. I think it's doing well for, for the circumstances just compared to other movies. But it does make you wonder if they should have done with it the depends on how much the financial rules have genuinely changed if the financial right. rules have genuinely changed and yeah it's doing fine but i doubt it for some reason i have this hard time believing that the uh you know that the money people have adjusted for the you know have, have excuse me not have adjusted the 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 outcome i i have a hard time believing that they've adjusted their expectations for this well i would say this right the the repercussions and that means and what by by money people i mean the people who expect recuperation of the money that they've spent or the money they've they've invested do not often um you know adjust for yeah natural disasters you know this is what i this is what i would say right i would think we're we're living in extraordinary times a movie like tenet is not going to hurt Christopher Nolan's career. It's not going to prevent him from getting to do another movie. Like if you, like if you're a director, if this is like your first big time movie, this this literally could end your career, right? Um, but it's not going to do it. It's not going to be like a like a Zack Snyder doing Batman v Superman uh, and kind of getting ousted from Justice League or stepping down from Justice League because of how badly received Man of Steel and Batman v Superman was uh, to the point where the studio is not going to have faith in you. I think I think you're going to get a pass. Uh, in this particular instance, so I'm not I'm not concerned in that in that sense. I think everything is down worldwide. So you sit there and say, okay, you know, people are not spending like all of retail, all of you know. There are no concerts, there are no group gatherings. I mean, restaurants in general. I think again, they're not going to sit there and be happy about it. But I think they're not. They're going to judge it on a curve, is what I would is what I would imagine. And you can. I don't know. Anything. I I I would imagine that the that um the the fence sitters are judging it on a curve. The people like us, people who watch for for content and who review movies and stuff like that, we're judging on a curve. Yeah. I don't know if the money people judge on a curve. I don't think sure. they they do that. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's look. So, it, we don't know. Well, what, I mean, what do you it's mean? on the books as a it. I mean, look, 
there are extenuating circumstances for why it didn't do well. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it gets a pass for not doing well. Right. It, it depends. We don't know. Yeah. You know, we don't I know, know how they, they're doing their business behind the scenes. That's something we're going to have to just wait and see. I think I don't think there's any. Yeah, there's just there's just nothing we can we can kind of um, pinpoint and say whether or not. Yeah. Th- this whole year is just going to be like, you know, that was the year we all wore masks or that was the year we never went to work. You know, it's just going to be one of those things we look back on. Hopefully you know? it just stays contained in one year. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think, well, I, I would say even if it's next year, um, because we've had a year to grow, adjust, like human beings tend to adjust to things. Um, we're going to, there is going to be a new normal next year with or without a vaccine, with or without a cure, with or without all that stuff. Um, 2021 is going to be viewed differently than 2020. I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be one of those, uh, you know, apocalypse bingo kind of years, or if it is, it's going to be for different reasons than the pandemic. At this point, people have adjusted their mindset in, in whichever direction. I'm not saying good or bad or, you know, whatever the case is. I think people have adjusted their mindset that this is just the reality right now. So going into 2021, it's not a, it's not a shock. It's not a life altering shock. Even if we get locked down again, it's going to be uh, this again. You know, we, we, we've, we've accumulated experience now in coping. Uh, and again, I'm not saying coping well or not well. I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying that the, the human brain has adjusted to the circumstances. So, um, so in this case, I think 2020 movie-wise is going to be one of those, you know, you know, the executives will spin it positively regardless of what the money makes. But we'll wait and see. All right, and finally, this kind of broke um, right before last sh- last week's show, which I was kind of pissed off about that I didn't realize it did. Uh, the Walking Dead announces its final season, but with several more spinoffs coming. It's official. The 11th season of Walking Dead will be the conclusion of the long-running AMC zombie drama. Uh, but like a corpse that has reanimated and crawled its way out of the grave, The Walking Dead will still be with us, namely in the form of four spinoffs and a trilogy of movies. Uh, Variety reported that the 24 season 11 episodes will be 24 hmm, that the 24 season 11 episodes does that make oh 24 season 11 episodes ha ah, see there we go not poor writing this is from the beat so they 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 write very well uh will be in addition to six more episodes that are being considered part of season 10 It'll be 30 additional episodes of The Walking Dead to be filmed and aired between early 2021 and late 2022 when the conclusion main series is scheduled. What's that? How are we up to season 11? Yeah. I stopped watching like five years ago and that was already season eight. Yeah. um, (laughs) Well, uh, season season 10 got delayed uh, because of um, the pandemic. So they're actually filming six more additional episodes to be part of season 10. Uh, so that was kind of the big news on that one. Um, right. So they basically said, okay, we were going to air a season finale for season 10 and then move on to season 11. However, now it's not going to happen. We're going to expand season 10 and then they're making an expanded season 11. So really, I, why. I they're so they're I mean, they're so high on that show. You know, AMC, AMC is just, yeah. I mean, just just a couple of years ago, and it could, I mean, it was probably more than a couple, but just just a few years ago, they were talking about going to season twenty with that show. So look, Kirkman, at- Kirkman did the right thing. 
Um, and I actually love how he did it too. Uh, when he abruptly ended the series, I think it's like issue one ninety two or yeah, when he brought it back. He did. Mm-hmm. When did he bring it back? Uh, a couple of uh, maybe like a couple of months ago, maybe a year Breaking ago, news like to like me? half a year. But is it is it a spinoff comic? I don't know. Again, research we should do before the show. Well, I didn't. I, I had not heard. See, now we got to type in. Look at this. We're doing this. This is great. No, issue one ninety two. I just saw an interview with him where he said he brought it back. Mm-hmm. Negan lives. The Walking Dead comic returns July twenty twenty. Hmm. Oh, so it's a Negan. It's a mini series then. Well, I didn't say. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but that's exactly the what they're Dead. doing with the show here too. So my point being was that Robert the Walking Dead the right comic thing. saved its biggest uh, plot twist for the last of uh, the, for the last in uh, 2019. The Walking Dead 193 turned out yep. to be the unsolicited, uh, unpublicized, correct uh, series finale. Correct. Uh, but yes. as luck would have it, creator Robert Kirkman and uh, artist uh, Charlie. Adler. Adlard. Mm-hmm. Adler. Uh, <laughs> Adler. Not, not as easy being first chair, is it now? Hmm. Being, just, the, yeah. being the reader of the, of the show. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. Do you, do you want me to continue? Or continue, do you please. Want... Go ahead. All right. Shut up then. Um, okay. <laughs> it's been harder with the second chair chiming in all Charlie the time. Huh? Adler. Yeah. Mm. I, if I was that obnoxious, trust me. Trust me. I just Trust had a brilliant me. idea. I had a brilliant idea. We can do this next episode, too. I don't even care. No, no. <laughs> Hassan. It, this is, next week's going to be Hassan's episode. Charlie I'll Adler are not done with the long-running zombie universe. Uh, today, Image Comics uh, and Skyboard Entertainment revealed Negan Lives, number one, uh, a new standalone 36-page uh, special focus uh, on uh, fan-favorite villain, Negan. Hmm. This one-shot issue will explore what happens to Negan after his final appearance in 2017's Walking Dead 174, uh, with the story taking place sometime during or after uh, the time gap introduced in issue 193. Yeah, okay. So it's... He's not done. So he's going to do a whole bunch of these, like, standalone... And that's what they're doing with the show. See, that's a smart thing. not the only one he's doing. But all I'm saying is that it... You say he ended it, but he didn't really end it. Uh, no, I'll, I'll he ended his he ended his monthly commitment to it, but he he so didn't end it. There will be a Daryl and Carol spinoff coming to AMC, and then there will, uh, which is which. There's no way to put that together because they're Daryl and Carol. Like there's no, you know, it's not like Brangelina where you can you can take two things and make it one word. It's essentially the same word, just spelled differently. Um, and then you also have the movies featuring Rick Grimes. Uh, which Universal still hopes to release in theaters, uh, but we'll obviously see what happens with the pandemic. No, I'm just, you know what, look, it's a smart move on their part. I finally, on my vacation um, two weeks ago, managed to catch up on season nine. So I'm almost done with season nine finally. And it did get better. I got to be honest with you, it did get better. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan, and I do this all the time, I'm a fan of reading the comic side by side with the TV show if I wasn't into the comic book beforehand. And Walking Dead was not a book that I was into before. Uh, I saw the TV show, so I, I've been I've been kind of side by side. I'm ahead in the comic now, just because the show was such a drudge to get through. <laughs> it was such a drag to get through. Um, but but no, we we my dad and I we watched it. We sat down, we watched it. We're 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 up to date. So 
I'm excited that's going to end and uh, and then I can stop trying to watch the show and I can just, you know, I can just be happy. I like I like things with endings. So, I think that works out pretty good. All right. But it hasn't ended. <laughs> they me. just announced that it hasn't. It ended, ended enough for me. If They're I don't spin off shows and and movies and stuff like that. Nothing the movies is ending. I'll watch. The the spin-off shows, I don't watch Fear of the Walking Dead and I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. So, it works out pretty good. Coming up next, not one, but two trailers dropped. One dropped last week, again, right before the show. And uh, we will check it out, but it's the long-awaited return of The Mandalorian. We get our first glimpse, and uh, we'll also pit it against the Dune trailer and tell you which one is trash, which one is truth, when we get back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Button Stash, the show about the best mustaches in gaming. Casey, it's Button Smash. It's the new gaming podcast from the Rogue Matter Network. I don't know where you got mustaches from. Well, I'm not shaving. But we will talk about gaming news, reviews, inside scoops, and retrospectives. Join us live on twitch.tv slash Matter on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, or download our episodes wherever you listen to your podcast. But please, Casey, shave. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. Every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook.com slash Rogue Wave Podcast. Go to RogueWavePodcast.com to subscribe. Uh, check us out on YouTube.com slash Rogue Matter uh, because we are part of the Rogue Matter Network. And uh, you can check out our newest podcast to join the Rogue Matter Podcast Network, which is Button Smash. They stream live every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch.tv slash We Are Rogue Matter. I- I'm excited. Next week is going to be all Hassan because we've got we got a couple things. We were going to review the boys episode four today, but there's too much stuff going on, uh, so we'll save it for next you week. Were, you were going to review it, yes. <laughs> but we'll do four and five together. I will say this in your defense, mm-hmm. and this kind of segues very nicely into the Mandalorian. I'm actually more bothered by the weekly approach to the boys than I've ever been to any streaming show. I think it works for the Mandalorian for me personally because I feel like. I feel like each episode was its own standalone movie, whereas The Boys really is this, you know, serialized, episodic, you got to catch the next episode and you kind of want to watch it, you know, immediately. 
And then you, you do, you get a little angry. You're like, mm, you know, streaming, I'm used to it. And especially because they dropped the first three episodes. I wonder if the best solution is, you know, dropping bulks at a time. I, I don't love dropping all eight episodes at once because it's just, it feels like such a daunting task. And if it sucks early on, I'm not going to want to watch the whole thing. But if you give me dose of three or dose of two, 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 I think that would actually be better. So now, and apparently it wasn't the, I don't see how it'd be any different, you know, because I mean, if you decide it sucks, you're still going to, you're still going to, you're going to stop watching all eight episodes, you know, Uh, you know, but you could parse it. If you know, after whether it's week after week or whether it's, it's uh, all in the same day. And then, you know, like, I, I just like, I just like the, the binging because you can, pace yourself you know everybody everybody says well it's just not the same you know mm-hmm. but that the problem is that's because they don't know how to control themselves oh, you know, it's, like, oh it's all it's, it's all here i just gotta binge it all and you can actually control how you how you watch each and every episode you don't have to watch it all you don't have to put eight hours aside so you can yeah. just stream through the whole thing ironically so, ironically it wasn't Amazon's decision either. I read about it. It was the producers. The producers were like, no, we want to try this. You know, the actual guys who make the show, the boys. Oh, I'm um, sure. But, but you know, one thing that's different between them and the Mandalorian, and we'll get into the Mandalorian trailer in just a sec. Cause that's obviously what we're doing here. Um, the, the reason I think Mandalorian really works. It was, I watched the Mandalorian weekly and loved it as a weekly show because everything felt like a standalone first of all like we like i mentioned before but also star wars is something that you're kind of used to seeing you know like you go to the movies to see star wars you kind of you kind of are used to seeing a beginning middle and end uh, even though there was obviously a recurring theme with the child baby hash you know slash baby yoda uh, where you kind of wanted to find out what his secret was and learn more about mandalorian so it still was episodic tv but it felt to me more cinematic it felt like a movie it didn't feel like a tv show so kind of gearing up for you know kind of the way old school television used to be which was you know a standalone episode each week you know a monster of the week quote unquote or a villain of the week quote unquote uh it 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 lent itself to this the reason the amazon producers wanted to get in on this is obviously it kept them in the conversation but i don't see the conversation about the boys being to the same level, even though it is, it is just as successful a streaming hit according to the numbers, uh, or it's near as successful, I should say, according to the numbers, the conversation from week to week with the boys just isn't the same. And I, and I wonder, I don't fault them for wanting to be part of the conversation, but I wonder if they kind of ended up screwing themselves over in the long term with that now. So it should be interesting, but all yeah, right. I have theories on that, but we'll go into it some other next time. week. The All Hassan episode, all I don't boys. Know if we're not going to it because I've for an I'm, hour. You know, whatever, whatever. Well, wait, I'll <laughs> do four, five, and six. So unless something dramatic happens, I will push the boys' review, and we'll review four, five, and six in two weeks, just so I can have an All Hassan episode next week. All Hassan, I'm going to give you all the reads, all the ads to read, like all the all the the yeah first chair next week very excited all right initial reaction mandalorian season two trailer it looks good if i was to give you the the first word that comes to mind like like the rorschach test right like what do you see what no that's it's two different tests mandalorian season two trailer 
It looks good. It yeah, looks. It looks like more. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you want. What do you want? What do you want? But yeah, goosebumps. what are you looking for? That's the word. I, that's the word. Just one word. That was the word I got. No, I am a. I am a middle aged man. I don't get goosebumps <laughs> at television. Well, you shows. do. You're a middle aged man. You get goosebumps, but not because of the trailer. <laughs> no, not 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 recently. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Body's not a changing. Middle aged. Yeah. Um. I enjoyed it because I feel like it's going to do – so right, I'm going to bring sports in the conversation because sports is a great analogy for everything in life. In Not football, really. when you draft a rookie quarterback, you don't expect the rookie quarterback to take you to the Super Bowl. What you want from a rookie quarterback is you want to see that they can play the game and you want to see that, they, that there is this glimmer that, this, that the potential is there to one day take you to the next level. And usually the jump between year one and year two – if that quarterback is indeed going to be your franchise quarterback and put you in contention, is there's a major jump. Watching the Mandalorian trailer, I felt like there was a major jump in excitement in terms of really connecting to the, to the outer Star Wars level, um, visiting the different worlds. And just in general, I feel like, yeah, they, they've, they've got their feet under them now, and, and they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna up it to the next level. I feel, like, I feel like season one was a great introduction. It was a great you know, appeasement to the fans as well, not in fan service, but just the fact that the sequels were, were just so all over the place that it was just very tightly done. It had a plan. It stuck with the plan. Uh, it gave us a solid foundation with which to now take that next level. And I, I felt like that in the trailer. I felt like, okay, now we're going to, now we're going to get into, you know, the bigger picture. Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, hopefully, hopefully, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm just waiting to see where it all is heading. You yeah, know, where it's going. It's exciting to see. Uh, I mean, the, the the visuals look fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like the character, of the Mandalorian. Um, I'm not as enamored with the with the, the Pedro Pascal portrayal. Yeah, I like Pedro Pascal a lot. I'm I'm not sure I'm feeling his Mandalorian all that much mm-hmm. personally, um, but that's like a personal pet peeve. In terms of what I'm just I'm not uh, I'm just curious if you could expand on that because I'm curious what you mean by you it's know. it's you know what it's it's a weird thing it's it's a little too cliched and not cliched enough. It's mm. like one of those weird hybrids of you know he's not Clint Eastwood enough. But he's yeah, but then, okay. it, then again, he's a little too Clint Eastwood, you know, for for a, a space show. So it's it's a it's a very weird thing. I don't mention it often. I don't really hold it against the show because it's very quirky on yeah. my, for, for me personally. Um, but but it's fine, and it, you know that's the, you know that's we all signed on for that. That's what we yeah. signed on for. That's fine. It's not a deal breaker. I know that this season is going to uh, have uh, – it's going to be a lot more cohesive than season one. Yeah. It's going to, have, it's, it's going to be a lot more uh, uh, through-line narrative, a mm-hmm. lot less episodic than, than the first season. It's not going to be so much Monster of the Week anymore. It's going to be mm-hmm. like a, a string a of A more of a driving story. A, and that will be interesting with to see with the, with the weekly uh, release schedule now how that's going to play out. You know, is it going to help or hurt? Because again, we you know talking about the boys, and I think the weekly release schedule now kind of hurts the boys. And then, you know, the problem with the Mandalorian is it's very short. You mm-hmm. know, it's a half hour to wait a week for a half hour. 
in this crazy world that we are in. 45 minutes sometimes. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't always. Yeah, but I agree. It's something that's, it's something the, the, no, but some of the episodes were a little more than half an hour. Just saying. If they were 45 minutes, they'd be hour long episodes, especially without commercials. So the, most of them are 25 to, to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. If they, if they, if they last longer than the standard 25 minutes and they go to about 30, 35 minutes, they never go to 45 minutes. No. Okay. No. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. Maybe it just felt like it. Maybe it just, maybe time just went by so fast when watching it. I like what you said. Anyway, with the, I like what you said uh, with the, with the Clint Eastwood comparison actually too, because, and, and in the trailer you have that sequence, obviously where baby Yoda kind of, you know, closes himself into the, into the pod uh, the lights go dark and then Mandalorian kind of took everyone out, right? That would be a total Clint Eastwood moment. But you're right. It's kind of like a, it, it's a lukewarm Clint, Clint Eastwood. It's like, all right, I guess I kind of believe that he's a badass, but he's not really a badass, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of, he's just kind of, because he's got, because he loves Baby Yoda. So how could, you know, it's, it's almost well, like Baby Yoda even, almost, his compassion for Baby Yoda takes away from that Clint Eastwood like, it's I not even that he has to be a badass. It doesn't even have to be like that. What, what it needs to do, because it's, it's done well, it's good so far, but mm-hmm. it, for, for season two to really work, what it needs to do is it really needs to get us into all these characters, like Cara Doom, which mm-hmm. you know, there's already controversy with, uh, with Gia Carrera now. And, uh, um, uh, Please elaborate. What is the uh, No, I don't want to go into it. But, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, the, everybody, like, can, everybody but- can look into it. It's oh. a Twitter thing. Oh, so, yeah. all right. I mean, that's you know, okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that to you. I'm. I. I was poo pooing. You know, Twitter. I don't even know what it is. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that yet. Um. And uh. And call Weathers. Really need to get into the characters now, and the characters need to take the forefront of the story. Now that we're over the novelty of of the fact that the Mandalorian is a thing, that the fact that there's a weekly Star Wars cinematic Star Wars TV show, live action TV show for the first time in our history. Um, now that we're, we're past the novelty of that. Now they really mm-hmm. need to get into the characters just to make it, to make it work. Cause just as quick as this launched, this could go very badly, you know? Right. So they need to, they need to start to indicate to us where it's all going. Now I was restless about where is this all going from season one, but I understand it's just, it was just getting its feet, you know? So now that we're in season two and they're going to start introducing new characters and start showing us surprising things or whatever. Now we need to, you know, we need to really hunker down and get into who these people are. And I think that'll, that'll carry us quite nicely into season three and then subsequent seasons after that. I just read, I just read the controversy. It's very controversial. As I said, Hmm. Ultimately, predictions sure to go wrong. Trailer truth or trailer trash? Is this going to be our, 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 our expectations? I just answered that question. <laughs> you weren't listening because you were no, I was reading. reading about the controversy. Yep. Was, well, very... you'll, have to, you'll have to watch the show to know where I am. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rogue Matter? To, to huh? mm-hmm. I'll go trailer truth. I think it's great. I think Twitter just ruins. I think social media just ruins everything, doesn't it? After a while. No, people using social media ruins everything. Yes, and social no, media is but fine that... to get information to to to, right. to read articles. Everything you wanted to know was at the touch of a button. That's awesome. 
but people don't know how to use social media. Right. I agree with and that. And people don't know how to keep their freaking opinions to themselves, whether for good or ill, not even, not even judging. If right. you just don't weigh in, and I'm just, I'm just saying, I am not defending anyone. If you just right. don't weigh in on things that have nothing to do with you, you're probably going to be all right. You can't, now, if you get, yeah. if you yeah. get pushed to having an opinion on something, then you can make it a, a, a situation where like, well, I don't know why you're pushing me to have an opinion on this. You could, you can, mm-hmm. you could reverse the tables. William Shatter does whoever's that very, trying to very push well, you. actually. He does a good I don't, job. I don't, I don't agree with you, but, um, but yeah, but, but in, in certain circumstances like that, I think what you need to do um, for, for social media in circumstances like that is just to keep it, keep it locked into yourself. Right. Like, look, um, I don't know why I am being pressured to have an opinion or to be vocal about an opinion about something. You know, my record stands for itself and it is what it is. And that is then, then controversially, there's nowhere anybody can go with that because now they're trying to, now they're, well, they could still very, push you. No, 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 not, no. Because once you've resisted the pressure and you said, and they've pointed out the fact that I am being pressured into, into, into having, and I'm being pressured. I am being pushed mm-hmm. until I inevitably do or say something that someone could latch onto and right. say is, and, and call it a negative. Then you're bringing, then you're bringing to light the issue with social media in and of itself. Mm. And you make the argument about social media. If you go ahead and blame another group for, for it, then you're just as bad as, as, you know, as a circumstance that is uh, trying to catch you in a, in a, in a conspiracy in the first place, you can't perpetuate it, you know, while surviving it, you can't perpetuate it. That's the, that's what I'm talking about. Can you put in your bio, like, I do not, post opinions on this page no you just you know what you just got to have the conviction and stand stand with yourself like look my record stands for itself i don't i don't have an opinion on anything i really i don't i don't vocalize my opinions on anything you mm. know guarantee that's not gonna that wouldn't fly with us good thing we're not popular enough to work to worry about that i don't really post my opinion about too much <laughs> except for you that's <laughs> fact you're an idiot other than oh, this that. is very true i can't wait to be second chair next week this is gonna be this is gonna be a monumental week. I can't wait to see who your first chair is gonna be. That's gonna be interesting. <laughs> All right, chime in, Mandalorian season two trailer. How psyched are you? Is it gonna be ever, uh, prediction sure to go wrong? Is it going to be everything you think it's gonna be based off this trailer? Uh, did this trailer excite you? Did it not? Chime in on the Facebook feed. We will get back to you uh, regardless of whether you're on the live stream or you are checking in with us later on in the week. When we come back, we'll do the Dune trailer next, and then we'll review Tenet. This is like just – it's just jam-packed. Jam-freaking-packed when we get back. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture, and the rogues that create them every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Rogue Matter podcast network. Download us anywhere podcasts can be found. Check us out on this live stream every Wednesday night uh, on Facebook. All right. Another trailer that dropped, and it dropped right, you know, again, right before our show last week when we had everything planned out, so we didn't make room for it, uh, is the Dune trailer. I'm going to defer to you on this one. 
because I know nothing about the source material, but everyone seems to be pretty excited about it. What did you make of the trailer in relation to your expectations based on the source material? I didn't have any expectations because Dune is a very much contested, you know, ground of, yeah. uh, of, of adaptation. You mm-hmm. know, it's very, it, it's just, it's just a minefield. Yeah. I thought what I saw was, it was really strange because it's, it, it instantly looked epic, but then it also looked very sterile. Yeah. So it's just weird. I'm sure it's. I'm sure what we saw is just a the tip of the iceberg. I know for a fact no one's going to be cutting corners on on the Dune franchise, especially yeah. if they're trying to turn it into like a Lord of the Rings type. Yeah. You know, um, science fiction epic. Villeneuve is a fantastic director, and I spe- and I speak from personal opinion uh, of of my opinion of his previous movies, not just the uh, <clears throat> not just the the, the party line that's going around, but sure. I mean, he, he's a, he's a well-rounded, well-respected director whose work I, I genuinely like. So I'm, I'm very much, and I love the book Dune. It's ridiculous how much I love the book Dune. So it's, I'm, I'm optimistic about it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, and I won't call it cautiously optimistic. I'm optimistic about it and I am turning off my expectations. It's probably a smart move. It's it's just because, and the other thing is, look, and here's a, here's a craziness. I really like the David Lynch version, but I like right. it for its flaws just as okay. much as I like it for its ambition. You're never going to visually achieve something like the David Lynch version of Dune. Yeah. You're never, you're just never going to get it back. The, the the level of craftsmanship and artistry that went into every scene of that film. Is just not it's unsurpassed. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's very smart for Villeneuve to not try to do sure. that and to concentrate maybe on trying to translate the story mm-hmm. into something that could be narrated uh, visually, uh, which is extremely hard to do. And it, you know, there's been two people who made a try at it before him. Mm-hmm. So it, like I said, it's very contested ground. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to it just because I love the adaptation of the stories. I want a good adaptation of the book. But then again, I love the story. The the I love the component parts of the yeah. book so much that I don't even mind seeing it in a in a in a kind of broken way, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm 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 going in in a controlled state. Okay. What I'll say. Let me ask you another question too, and then I'll give you my take on the trailer itself, just from from a complete outsider's perspective. How dense a story? Or dense is the wrong word because that connotates mm-hmm. negative. How deep a story is uh, oh, is is dense is dense is correct. Dense is good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to. Dense can be can be construed as a negative. I don't want to. I don't want to construe it as a negative. I want to construe it as like how deep. Like I, I, you know what? I, I, I would take issue with that. I don't. I don't agree. I think dense can be a positive. I okay. think. I think pop culturally, maybe I dense. Think maybe tend nobody to use that wants... word in a negative way, and that's yeah, not. What I, I know. I don't think. I just if someone said something is. I dense, just updated I actually... my Twitter bio. I removed dense from my Twitter. Yeah, bio. You, you, so you I don't want to pick should... somebody. I I I will add dense six or seven more times on my Twitter <laughs> bio because I I actually think it's I don't think it's a negative, but yeah, dense is dense is probably the proper way to describe mm-hmm. the book of Dune or the franchise in and of itself. Um, right. The, the newer Dune books are not dense. 
which is pretty okay. much all I'll lay down on that. But okay. uh, the, but the original six books are pretty. They're they're dense, and the, the last three books of the six are out there, dense and out there. So I yeah. Mean, so so that's that's my question, right? Is is how much can a movie? Because what you can do within the confines of a novel or a graphic novel that you can't do in a movie and it makes any sense, go R.E. Watchmen uh, is a good example of this. I, I just wonder how much they're going to be able to bring to life. So if they, if they can bring to life the spirit of the novels in a way that is not just this action movie, because that's what I got from the trailer. It was really funny. I got certain points in the trailer where I'm like, oh, this is going to be the kind of like a deep, you know, a deep film, you know, where, where, you know, the woman's got, uh, you know, the thing to his neck and uh, the, you know, the little needle to his neck. And she kind of says like, Oh, what's that? Nothing. No, no, that's fine. I, I'm please say the character name. I don't know. The, the character. I don't know any thing to his neck is called a gom Javar. There you go. Awesome. See, this is, this is, but this is why you're, you're my co-host. It's great. Um, and she's like, Oh, you know, a rat will gnaw off its arm to, or gnaw off its leg to escape. Right. Like, what would you do? And it's like, okay, so this is going to be really deep and, and intense. And then meanwhile, there was a lot of let's fight, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, Oh, it's straddling this action movie. It, it, it brought, like, it just brought like all these, like, well, the problem is the book is not an action book. Right. You know? And so that's the thing. And that's, that's the problem with a lot of science fiction uh, trans uh, translations or adaptations mm-hmm. a lot of science a lot of classic science fiction is cerebral right it's all oh, what if this happened and what if you were here and you found yourself there or what if you were yeah. you know you, you were the messiah of a, of a people and you didn't know anything about it and then you just discovered your you know there there's a lot of it, it it's a lot of positing it's a lot right. of questions yeah and arts our high art medium of movies do it's not it's very famously non-questioning it doesn't right. question it doesn't ask anything it just right like is there an explosion here is there is there something we can <laughs> blow up because we need to blow something up we're losing the correct audience. yeah so so dune there are in dune itself perhaps two battles in all of dune okay and they're not star wars battles they're not you know they're they're, well, even, the they're trailer, not even it, lord of the rings types battles right the trailer kind of looked a little I don't want to say matrixy. It's not, I, I'll just compare everything. It's not hand to hand stuff. No. I mean, I know it's not, I know it's not. I just matrix is always the go-to when, in, when there's any kind of like hand to hand combat scenes in my head. Like that's my go-to like, Oh, I see. It's kind of Fair trying enough. to be very matrixy, but it's not, it's not the right word for it. I, I acknowledge that, you know, it, it, as soon as I said it, but it seemed to be, it seemed to have these action, movie tropes and in my world i'm sitting there going i feel like dune is not that like you use the word cerebral that's actually a better word than dense so i'm going to add cerebral to my twitter bio um well wait but you said dense is bad so is cerebral bad no cerebral's <laughs> not bad that is that is always when you say cerebral that is a very positive light on it and Just as long as we're not talking about cerebro because he's an asshole so i felt i felt like conflicted watching this trailer because i know that the, i know that there is a lot of cerebral moments and cerebralness. I'm going to just go with these synonyms of cerebral mm. to the book that try to bring that out. And then to, to kind of complement the average moviegoer, there is a lot of just 
okay, there's just going to be some action sequences. And I just feel like, I felt like it was out of place. I felt like it was what out the, of place. What, what the movie really has to establish uh, very quickly is yeah. you is the characters. Like you got to be into Paul. You got to be into Leto. You got to be into Jessica. You got to be yeah. in all these characters. And then it, it just like Game of Thrones, because there's not a lot of stuff that happens in Game of Thrones, especially no. the first three seasons. And that's that. that- With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's the thing. You have one big battle, the Battle of Blackwater in season two. Yes. And that's, right? that's a, yeah. And that's pretty much it. I mean, there are battles. There are right. battles in the book, but they, right. the battles are done very like, oh, we're about to go into battle. And then seconds later, we're done with that battle. Yeah. You know, and there's bodies all over the place. So yeah. you do not have to. Game of Thrones has proven for at least six of the seven of the sure. eight years he was on it is proven you do not have to do gigantic spectacle correct with imaginations it, it was a science fiction not really so a game of thrones not science fantasy. fiction fantasy but it was a high fantasy um storyline in yeah. a modern world so so and not everybody in the world that we live in is a high fantasy right fanatic they don't right. read high fantasy so mm-hmm. the fact that you were able to to you know, put people in doublets and, and, and tights right. and stuff like that and then still have the average schmo come back week after week to see what's going on is because of these characters. Right. So if you have, um, if Villeneuve is able to make you interested in the journey of Paul Atreides, you'll be fine. It will work. If he can't or if he gets caught up too much in the spectacle of dune or if he gets overwhelmed by the if he gets overwhelmed by the the density of dune and and starts focusing on the wrong things and he's going to lose everybody so it's going to it's just a test of balance but i mean there's enough there there's there's plenty in dune you know i mean dune's basically a precursor to game of thrones and you know what game of thrones kind of mirrors dune in a lot of ways if you trade the if you trade the Starks for the Atreides, they have the same very much the same journey. Yeah. No, you are not listening. No, I am actually. I'm trying to figure out how you pronounce Villanueva. I thought it was Villanueva. It's not. It's Villanueva. Villanueva, really? Yeah. Hmm. No, it is. It, it comes down to the character. I feel like I feel like today we have short attention span directors. Right, that just well, you're you're proving you got a short attention span while I was talking. Just, uh, I was multitasking, <laughs> my man. I yeah, heard you. you weren't. I heard no, you. You, you got to get behind the characters. You proved with the Starks. See, mm, I, no. What did all. I say about the Starks? Digest what did I say about all. Dune and, and and Game of Thrones? What did I you just? You got to get it. You now. have you you 
Game of Thrones. What did I just say about that? Game of Thrones proves. I said, I said, no, I just said that it, it mirrors Dune. Yes. It's very much the same. It's almost the same story, Game of Thrones and Dune. Well, it, it predated it as you, as you said. But I'm saying Game of Thrones Mm. mirrors Dune. Yes. How? I heard you. I heard you. No, you didn't. You didn't listen. High fantasy. Oh my God. All right. You're a moron. All right. We're done. I'm, I'm going to say, I said my and I'm going to, and this is for all the Dune fans out here. Cause I genuinely believe this. Wasn't listening because you wanted to pronu- figure out how to pronounce Villeneuve. Okay. <laughs> I think trailer trash. I think based off that trailer, I think this movie is not going to perform to both the fan expectation and the box office expectation. Are you trailer, okay. truth or trailer trash? What do you think? I, you know what? Every week we do this. I don't care That's what anybody else thinks. Well, what is oh, what Everyone would be the truth? What you think they no, all no, no, no. Care. What all would be the truth? And what would be podcast. what exactly would be the truth and what would be the trash? I just said yeah, no, no, no. Fan expectation. Give me the parameters. Well, yeah, but on the scale. What do you mean on the scale? Is it going to meet? What is the truth and what is the trash? I'm going to tell you. I'm giving you. The, yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah, you're you're repeating yourself. Yes. Don't box repeat. office. Is it going to do well based off this trailer? Do you think it's going to meet the box office expectation based off this trailer? Or, and do you think it's going to meet the fan expectation based off this trailer? Because it could, it could do both, right? It could either it could fail at the box office, but all the fans could it love it. It will not reach fan expectation because everybody is an opinionated jerk, including myself. And they're going to have things that they want and need that they're not going to get because they expect too much of the, of the film medium. That's A. B, will it box office, it will all depend on exactly how and when and where it is released. If it's Let's released at a time where everybody is, everybody is comfortable going back to the movies again, I think it can very well be um, one of the first like tent poles of the okay. new post-COVID Based era. off this trailer, based off what you've seen. Sure. Based off what I know about the franchise. What I know about the director, what I know about the, the, the story, and what I've seen. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's huge. It's gonna be huge. All right. But it could. But the problem is, it's the same as Lord of the people who hate Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You know, as as those are those are multi billion dollar. That's a multi billion dollar franchise, and people hate it because it doesn't adhere to the books enough, or it strayed from the books too far, mm-hmm. or certain things from the books weren't included. Yeah. So I mean, it it's. It's anyone's guess as to how people are going to react to the the science fiction Lord of the Rings, which is it's often right. compared to Lord of the Rings as in you know for science fiction. So it is a you know it's a very much loved and 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 beheld book, but it's also a controversial book. There are a lot of people who just don't like it. There's a lot of people who just cannot get into it. Yeah, it is written just to get really nerdy. It is it's written in omniscient. So. Most people don't yeah, write yeah. in third person omniscient anymore, you know. So, you know, and there's there's a lot of thinking in the book. Most <laughs> people think through the entire book. There's not a lot of action. Spell so, and disaster for this film. I'm telling you, nah, not no necessarily. Like it all, like everything in our lives, it all depends on how it is, how it is delivered, and when it is delivered. That's okay. all. All right, I love it. What do you guys think? Chime in on the Facebook feed. Hit us up. Uh, in the comments, we will answer you throughout the week. And uh, I'm uh, again, I'm putting my I'm putting my uh, ten pole in the ground. 
It's going to be some trailer trash. All right, when we come back, Tenet, did it live up to the hype? Did you even get to see it yet? We did. We'll talk to you next. Welcome back to a jam-packed episode of the Rogue Wave Podcast. We do this every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook.com slash Rogue Wave Podcast. Uh, available immediately after the live stream on all major podcasting apps. Okay, this was a, this was a we, we kind of held off on this, reviewing this movie uh, un, until we were able to see it, A, and B, also to um, kind of wait till we could spend more time on it. And, and I use that kind of pejoratively uh, speaking. Um, pejoratively? Yeah. I don't think you meant that correct. You meant no? facetiously. Oh, yeah. There you go. See? You got a first chair written all over you. I love it. Um, however, we ended up having Jam Pack. We had Mandalorian trailer. We had the Dune trailer. We had all this stuff. Um, and I was a little worried. I'm like, all right, how are we going to get this in here? You know, it's really going to be a really long show then. However, then I saw the movie. And I got to tell you, every Christopher Nolan movie is masterfully done. The effects are breathtaking. The sound uh, and the music, you know, always adds to the movie. It never takes away. That being said, any movie involving time travel is such a risky endeavor to start with that he literally lost me within, I don't know, the first like 15 minutes. Uh, it, started, it starts off with this really cool, uh, you know, very prototypical uh, lockdown scenario, not pandemic lockdown, but uh, terrorist lockdown of an opera house. Uh, it has John David Washington, who is, is uh, the son of Denzel Washington, who's fantastic. Uh, I really love that. I, I I loved him back when he was in Ballers, when we first saw him in Ballers, uh, the HBO series. I thought he was great in that series. Uh, he's been great in, in, in pretty much, he basically follows in his father's footsteps. Um, and it has this really cool instance, and this is not giving anything away, but he basically dies in the first 15 minutes, right? Um, but he doesn't really die. He basically gets now to be kind of written out of existence because he survives what is uh, a death scenario or seemingly survives what is a death scenario right and so all this kind of stuff is cool and then at some point i robert pattinson gets in the movie and i gotta even be honest with you i literally asked you yeah yeah i know and i didn't have an answer because i'm like i'm like look i I don't know what happened here but for some reason i and i didn't want like i missed it i don't know how he showed up but he's there and then we just we just had a we just had a long conversation about cerebral and density yes. and yes. tenet is cerebrally it's dense, dense. It's yeah, dense. It is. like um I, I i remember inception i thought inception was a great movie mm-hmm. because of how bold it was in its science and it's you know in, in in just leaning into and not dumbing down the science behind the the dreamscape you know mechanics mm-hmm but I I found out with Tenet, I have a limit. 
Yes. <laughs> I have my limits in how much I'm going to, I'm going to be able to be with a movie that's constantly dictating rules to me. Now yes. I don't, I don't think the, the movie has, I don't think anything negative about the movie. Like the movie isn't trying to do anything. And I don't think the movie fails. I'm going to blame myself. I just wasn't there for, I wasn't mentally there wasn't for either, a lot though. of. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't either. And, and like, you Stronger know, Stronger men than us need to, need to this review is the funny this part movie. about the movie. Right. And this is, this is our review. And we're actually reviewing the movie. Look at us go. Um, I feel like the first 15 minutes was it's it's hard to say a movie is rushed because it's two hours and 24 minutes like it's a it's a long movie but i feel like it was so rushed it was like here's the premise of the movie and then now we can get into all the cool stuff that i want to do i want the reversal bu- the reversing bullets and i want the car going in reverse and now it's not a time you know he said on record he's like it's not a time travel movie but here's a little bit of time travel here's where you're going to exist at the same time as your counterpart which you know happens in the chase sequence but I could never s- nail down mentally, and maybe it's my fault, but, but you had the same reaction, so maybe it's not. And I've seen some critics kind of say the same thing to where uh, like I'm, it's just so hard to wrap my brain around this because it is a time travel movie because it is dealing with the fact that people from the future have sent technology into the past that will undo things that happen in the future. <laughs> so just in and of itself... John David Washington is supposed to be us. The premise of him being written out of having a, um, an identity gives him the freedom to inhabit this. But he literally, they, they have the sequence at the beginning where he just, he, you know, the bullets haven't been fired yet. And, he, and the bullet kind of grabs and I'm And I'm literally going there. I just, I'm like blinking, like I'm doing yeah. this. And you can, see, think, you can see me doing this on the, on the live stream if you're listening to us on the podcast. I'm literally like, okay, huh? I'm not quite, but he just is like, I get it. I understand it completely. And I'm like, I, but I don't. You're supposed to be us, and I don't. Here's, and where did Robert Pattinson come from? <laughs> here's, like, here's what's like, probably going to happen. It's, gonna, it's the same as like maybe Blade Runner or um, The Thing, you know, where it, where it drops. And, I mean, look, it's – it's arguably doing well during COVID, right? It's a, sure. it's, a, it's a success during COVID. It is compared it's a to two hundred million dollar movie, and it during COVID, it, it's a two hundred million dollar movie, and it's made two hundred million dollars so far. So I mean, okay, technically it's a flop by normal standards. Correct. Who knows whatever whatever Who ancillary markets it's going to it's going to be it's going to go into it's going to mm-hmm. adopt. I think the movie will find its feet. When it is officially home video, yeah, and people can sit down and study it because there is it is not a schlock movie. No, it is not. So it's, it's not it's, hackneyed. It's not. Right. It's not quickly done. It's not. But it is a very thought provoking, um, intense movie, and I don't think that we, who are now sensitive, we're very environmentally sensitive we're very we're very on edge on a regular basis now i don't think we as a society are are reclined enough to be able just to digest a a seriously cerebrally dense and almost intentionally confusing right piece of art material right um but what's unique about nolan and his talents and his movies 
that that it that not too many other directors enjoy is for me especially or for me particularly i don't really blame him you know i don't i don't really i don't really blame the the material i don't blame that i don't have any issue with the with what i what i'm watching right i just i'm just i'm blaming myself i'm not there for it right now you know i'm just just not i'm not in the right headspace to to uh to digest it i I don't disagree with that especially sitting in a movie theater Uh, but i also think like i was in a good headspace to watch it and even i was kind of like i just was it was a lot of squinting in my eyes because i was really trying to get my head around it and i i fancy myself to be semi-intelligent enough to get it and i and i i i I watched it and i'm just kind of like there's just moments where I'm just glossing over it because I just can't I can't wrap my head around it. Like when he when he initially goes back um, in time to save the girl, you know, by traveling back in time and undoing it, and the people running backwards. I'm just like I don't like they exist <laughs> at the same time and th- like you know the whole the whole uh, plane airplane sequence with the gold yeah. bars coming down and like the guy going again. It's like we stopped this guy, but this guy got away. Oh, that was the same guy. He was there. Like. And then you're like, okay, so they're sending people. And that's not just sending technology, they're sending people back in time. But when you do it, they run in reverse. So everything is like, again, I think there's something really deep there and there's something really good there. And I'm just yeah, going to have just to, not in the right headspace to see I it. I need a thesis. I need to write my thesis about this movie. <laughs> it's like, I, like, that's what I felt like. I just felt like it was there. And again, usually I would respond to something like that and be like, well, F you for not dumbing it down. But in this case, he has such a track record. And, and again, it's just so wonderfully made that I, I feel the need that I need to step up my game on a second viewing. So when it comes to home video, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do upon further review um, after I'm able to adjust it. Because it wasn't a boring movie either. That's the thing. Like sometimes these movies get so dense and you're just like, well, to hell with this thing. Like I can't, like I'm literally torturing myself. But at no point was I tortured. I was so into it. Kenneth Branagh, great performance. Uh, you know, the, uh, the woman actress uh, in the movie, great performance. John, Robert Pattinson, loved him in this movie. Great. Just can't. It's like That's exactly I what feel I'm inadequate. Saying. It's like I feel inadequate. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not up to, I'm not there for it. You know, like yeah. I'm not up to the task of digesting this movie properly. And then in doing that, I'm not, I'm not comfortable reviewing it, you know, because... Oh, we are. All I'm gonna all I'm all I'm gonna do is just whine about like oh, I didn't get it, you know. And it's not gonna it's not a it's not a respectable review, you it's know. Respectable. It's not a, it's not our best, but it's respectable. All right, what did you guys think? Also, that ending. Uh, we're keeping this spoiler free. Give us your thoughts, and uh, you know we'll try to respond as best we can. <laughs> as best as we were able to grasp our feeble minds were able to grasp you know what's funny uh, before i before we go to break uh normally again i'd be again i'd be pissed off i might have said this already but i would be pissed off at the person when i like the, the director or the creator for uh, westworld westworld's a great example i was pissed I off at this. them for 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 what they did and try to make i it. just said this Not and that's what? also christopher nolan no, I know, I know, but you didn't say Westworld. I'm saying amusing Westworld is a great example. But I said, I just said, normally I would be mad. I said, I, I said, Christopher Nolan enjoys a uniqueness of, amongst uh, other directors where I don't blame the material. I no, don't I know, I'm using, but I'm, I'm specifically calling out Westworld as an example of, of, uh, of a show where I was pissed off at the show 
for trying to be more deep than than it was. Christopher Nolan, I'm not pissed. I'm just not pissed. All right, let us know what you think. When we come back, we'll go spinning the racks. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday on Facebook.com slash Rogue Wave podcast. We are big fans of comic books, graphic novels. We base all of our source material on, or we base all of our material that we talk about on, uh, and we like to bring you the inside info on the source material that will make its way onto the large and small screen. We call this Spinning the Racks. All right, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of some of the stuff that's out there from the big two, Marvel and DC, and uh, we'll talk about some indie stuff as G5. well. What's that? G5. Oh, and G5. <laughs> Marvel rundown, Ultraman, Rise of Ultraman number one. This is Matt Groom and Kyle Higgins. This is from The Beat. Uh, if you're like me, and this is from the beat, and having a passing familiarity with this beloved 60s Japanese franchise, the new Ultraman miniseries by Matt Groom, Kyle Higgins, and Francesco Mana reimagines it for the 21st century. Uh, this re- world, uh, recreated world is immediately accessible to readers, uh, and it does a lot of good things as it opened up, establishing our heroes, Shin Hayata and Kiki, Kiki Fuji, and the ultra-secret United Science Patrol. Um, final verdict, if you ever wonder what the X-Files would be like if they had superpowers and a budget like Men in Black, Rise of Ultraman is a miniseries worth taking a look at next time you're in your local comic book store. Um, so I think it, what's cool for me is I, I worked on the Ultraman website, uh, which, was, which was cool. So I worked very hand-in-hand with, uh, with, with the people behind all this stuff. So it's pretty cool to see all this kind of uh, stuff come to life. Uh, I love the, the campness of the original Ultraman series. So... Seeing it in comic book form is, is always cool. The art is really good. Uh, obviously, look, you've got heavyweights. McGinnis, uh, Francesco Mana, Michael Cho. I mean, you got, you got, you got heavyweights uh, doing this. Covers by Alex Ross. You, you really can't go wrong if you're a fan of the show. If you're not even, uh, again, it's, it's a modern retelling, so I think it's, it's kind of cool. So, uh, so go check that out. That's something that's coming out from Marvel uh, right now. Um, DC... DC fandom, what to expect in Batman three jokers. Now this is fascinating to me, especially in the segue to what's going to come up on the, on the large screen or the big screen. I should say we have a new, the Batman movie out. We have Heath Ledger's Joker. We have Jared Leto's Joker. And then we Uh, also have uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. That is three jokers Uh, in DC lore. There are three jokers. Um, And now they're actually doing the miniseries. Uh, It's a three part, series following um, tracks from Batman the Killing Joke. Three Jokers, number one, gives a nod to Jason Todd and Barbara Gordon's traumatic past. In some ways, it seems like these Jokers will inflict yet again historical and emotional and physical pain upon Jason, Barbara, and Bruce Wayne as they try to investigate what the Joker's endgame is. Writer Jeff Johns confirmed at DC Fandom, this story arc does not involve other universes and is grounded. We really wanted to get back to character-driven, smaller stories involving a handful of characters uh, Jason Fabak Fabak is the uh, artist. Um, there's a lot of nods to 
many different artists that have come before. Uh, he draws inspiration from Jim Lee, Neil Adams, Gary Frank, and Brian Boland. Brian Boland was obviously the original artist in Killing Joke. And, um, you know, kind of referencing a lot of the 80s stuff. So it's got that 80s vibe. It's a very Killing Joke vibe, and it's following that particular Joker. Um, the question I wonder is, is, you know, is this going, is this going to kind of make its way... Are we going to get a DC three Jokers? Are we going to get a fourth Joker in Matt Reeves's world? You know, the Batman world. What do you think? I, Probably. So maybe, maybe three Jokers. You know, are we going to? I don't know. It depends on it, how how coordinated they are. Yeah. If they want to keep it as a three Joker phenomenon, then maybe yeah. they won't. You know, but that's the I kind of cool part, right? I don't. Like uh, I don't trust them to be innovative. So probably not. <laughs> Yeah. Probably not. And look, we, we have the idea of the multiverse. So the idea that there's multiple Jokers out there, more than just three Jokers, I think is is a um, is a pretty fair bet that they're going to kind of just kind of go in that point in that part. But mm-hmm. but again, we have three Jokers currently on screen. We got Batman three Jokers coming out. So check that out from DC. And finally, uh, friends of the show, Vault Comics are releasing Resonant. It's a December comeback. Uh, the world is empty and full of nothing. Get ready to start repeating that mantra again as Vault Comics' horror series Resonant makes a comeback this December. David Andre, colorist Jason Wardy, and letterer Darren Bennett return with artist Skylar Patridge, uh, taking over art duties from Alejandro Aragon, who is actually a good friend of ours uh, in general, um, or at least a friend of mine. I've, I've known Alejandro for a long time. Um, so she, uh, so new artist taking over, but... Um, you know, it's it's so new artists. Go check out Vault in general. They're just they're really knocking it out of the park. They have a lot of stuff um, that has been optioned and is going to see uh, time on Netflix. Uh, so Resonant was a very successful story. It originally debuted in January 2019. Um, the new arc begins with uh, issue six, and the official synopsis is that the uh, the main characters enact their plan to escape Hancho's Island, but they won't get away without a fight. The arrival of Preacher Maw and their followers interrupts Ty's new life with the congregation while Beck struggles to protect the family homestead from other hungry visitors. Uh, look for issue six on store shelves in December and look for Vault Comics. Vault Comics is going to be another, you know, series that we, um, uh, sorry, com- publisher, we see a lot of stuff, you know, hitting Netflix like Umbrella Academy did, like Doom Patrol did, like, you know, different, different, uh, different shows. Uh, based off of comics. All right, this has been a jam-packed show, so we just wanted to give you kind of a tip of the tip of the hat to what's going on in the comic book world. Uh, go check out those particular things. Thanks to the Beat for uh, for their uh, contribution in terms of uh, giving us options to choose from and read off of. Next week, well, we were going to do the boys episode four and five, but maybe next week we'll we'll enact our plan. Hassan, first chair, he will be doing all the reads and and. All the material. You can come up with whatever you want. We can talk about whatever you want in whatever format you want. How's that? No? Have a good night. See you next week. Rogue Wave.